Welcome to more about officership, an open and honest discussion about officership in Australia. As we move towards One Australia Territory, host Captain Matt Rees is joined by officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an officer today. Welcome to another episode of the uh, Candidates Podcast. It's good to be back. Welcome to you, Rod and Debbie. Thanks for uh, taking the time to have a chat with us. Debbie, we might start with you. Um, why don't you just begin by telling us a little bit about yourself, um, your family, all the all the stuff, all the goss. Well, so many exciting things to tell you. Um, well, we have two children, um, Sha'ella, who is seven, and Amaya, who is five. And, um, yeah, we Beautiful live here angels. In, well, <laughs> they are beautiful, but they can also be challenging as any child can be, but we love them very much anyway. Of course, of course. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've been here in Ballarat for uh, four years now and uh, loving what we do in the community around here. Yeah, good. Rod, this is it's, – it's great you're here too, obviously. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I came from, obviously, I came from the Philippines and I grew up there and I was trained there as, uh, to become officer. Um, in, in the Philippines? In the Philippines, yeah. yeah. Um, I grew up in a family of uh, Roman Catholic, but uh, when the Salvo came to our place, then we were the f- one of the first family come to, to the Salvo and, uh, yeah, and I have amazing family <laughs> uh, and... Yeah. So. Okay. Good. What, now, Debbie, I know you from a long time ago. Yes. Long, 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 long time ago. I'm old. Yes. Uh, no, you are mature. <laughs> um, you you were the DY in Melbourne Central. Melbourne Central when we when we went to college. So you were our candidate secretary. Don't you remember that? Yes. What other appointments? <laughs> you don't remember that? I do. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> d- share a little bit about some of the appointments that you've had over the journey. Well, I've been mostly in core in Victoria. Um, so I was up in Wodonga, border of Victoria and New South Wales. Um, and then great experience working with the Kosovo refugees up there when they were in Australia in 98, I think it was, 99. Um, been down in Melbourne, had a little stint at THQ. Oh, yes. What did you do there? Oh, Women's Ministries Resources. That was an amazing experience, um, short term. So then um, I went to Waverley Corps, Chelsea Corps, um, and then GY, Divisional Youth and Children's and Candidates in Melbourne Central, and then to the Philippines for my longest appointment for six years. Now, we are, this is really what we want to talk about is overseas ministry. Um, what, what was, when did you decide... I want to go to the Philippines because you were in you were Melbourne Central at the time, I think. Yes. Yes. And news came through that Debbie was going to the Philippines. Everyone went, oh, that's interesting. Yes. I never decided I wanted to go to the Philippines. Okay. So there, yeah, in, <laughs> um, I've always felt a real call to serve overseas. Okay. Um, do, do you think most people feel that? Because I do. I, I, I don't, but I do feel that most people feel yeah. that at some stage. I mean... I can't answer that on behalf of other people. I think sometimes people see self-denial clips and get excited and passionate about it and want to go see that. Six weeks. Yeah, yeah, but, I, you know, it's um, I felt a real call to serve long-term 
in another country in a different culture. Um, and that had been with me since college. Um, so I thought after a while I had, you know, some life changes and um, I thought, is that something I still wanted to do? So I thought I'll go on a mission trip to Africa, suss it all out okay. <laughs> um, and see whether or not it was just a six-week thing yeah. or if it was really something that God had put on my heart. It wasn't just something I thought I wanted to do. So I went to Africa um, and, yeah, really in, enjoyed that experience, um, working with officers over there, over there, seeing the lifestyle. So I came back and I said to the Salvation Army, I would really like to serve overseas. I want to go to Africa and I want to uh, work in a children's home. So I got told I'd never get a children's home okay. and got sent to the Why Philippines. Just out of curiosity? Um, I'm not qualified enough. Okay. Um, so I didn't have the qualifications that they thought I would need to do that. Um, I got appointed to the Philippines and I had no idea about that, so I Googled it <laughs> and it came. What, what was your first Google search? Where is the Philippines? <laughs> Where is it? And anything you can tell me. And it came back with the country with the world's most natural disasters. Excellent. So, yeah, informing my family of that <laughs> was not taken well. Um, but God had a hand in that as, as well. My dad was um, a cycling commissaire, like a judge in yeah. cycling, and he went to a big event and he served with lots of people. Um, but this particular time he just happened to have a Philippine judge working alongside him the entire week. And he came back and he goes, it's fine, you I'm happy for you to go. You can go. <laughs> yeah, um, he'd learned more about the country and uh, and seemed comfortable enough. So it's like God just placed this little judge <laughs> with him at that time. So it was really good. Um, so yeah, so I said yes to that with no knowledge of what I was about to do, um, what it was like, and how, how long did it take from the time you asked to serve overseas to the time they said, "All right, you're off." Was that a quick turnaround? Um, no, you've got to be really patient in the process. Um, and, yeah, I guess in doing something like this because you feel what it's, it's what God is wanting you to do, you've got to know that it will happen in the time that he wants you to do it mm-hmm. as well. Um, so, yeah, it, it probably took like months. I, I haven't thought about that okay. a little while. So you went over to the Philippines as Miss Debbie. Yes. And you came back as a Mrs. Yes. Which is a whole fast forward, which obviously <laughs> brings this guy over here into play. <laughs> yeah. My Philippine souvenir, I call him. <laughs> Poor me. Souvenir. <laughs> you can stick him on the fridge. He's a very good yeah. one. He's lovely. Poor yeah. <laughs> fridge, only. So, um, Rod, you, you were in the Philippines. You were an officer at this time or you were in college? Yeah, I was an officer at that time. I was I still an officer at that time <laughs> when I was in the Philippines, yeah. And you heard about this Australian officer coming over? Yeah, um, someone said that there's an Australian officer there and I was uh, appointed as um, in, in the divisional headquarters as the program secretary of that division. And yeah, and was very far away because I was in another division and she's on in, another island. On another oh, island. Oh wow. So, okay. So so yeah. Um and then we we met during one of the biggest youth event like a gospel arts camp. I was bringing the delegation from the Visayas Islands division to Manila and then she's also happened to be there as the leader of the Joyville Kids and so and then we met. But we were still friends. We were just uh, friends at that time. (laughs) Of course, of course. I understand the rules. I know the rules. Um, So you went to Joyville. Yes. Talk about Joyville and what what it is first and what it was like. Uh, Well, I was appointed to Joyville Children's Home as support staff 
initially. So uh, had you sorry, had you done any more uh, training to up your qualifications? To no, be, no um, okay. just some language. Yeah. No, <laughs> just so, because you said before that you couldn't do yeah, children's no, home, just language no. stuff. Okay. Um, again, I really felt that was the call and yes. God gifted me with the best appointment I'll ever have um, or I've ever had and more great ones to come. <laughs> um so, yeah, I got sent to Joyville, which is a children's home for street children or young people from extreme poverty, um, aged from 7 to 18, boys and girls. And the children, you have to follow a process to get the children there. It's not like you just pick them up off the street because there'll be plenty of kids <laughs> that would need some help. Um, but they would come and live with us, residential care, provide them with their meals and accommodation. They'd go to the local school. We didn't have our own school. And, um, yeah, just help them with some healing and as well because some of them come with some really um, tragic stories. Um, so we'd do some, you know, creative therapy with them and, um, yeah, lots of different things that would happen. But basically you're living with these kids 24-7 um, and they become really, for me, uh, extended family. So after six years and some of those kids were there the whole time, it was not easy to leave but, yeah. So social media can do all sorts of weird things to people. So you, you only pick up sort of highlights of the good stuff. But it looked like to me that it was not a job at all. You being, I'm not saying it wasn't hard work, but it looked like that you, the relationship you had with the kids and probably still have with some of them was life-changing. Oh, for sure. And these children, um, when they came into Joyville, they used to call it... Um, like an institution, they were the clients that would come in. But it became children's home because this was their home. Like we were their family even though they couldn't be with their own at that time. They weren't orphans. They did have parents but they their parents just couldn't afford to look after them. Mm. So to be able to go to school to get three meals a day, this is the sacrifice the parents made for them to come there. So for me and for the staff, we looked after them as if they were our own children um, and it was hard. Some of those kids came with some... <laughs> Um, interesting issues and, and challenging behaviour, um, but as a parent you don't give up on them. And so, you uh, Boys know, and girls? Boys and girls, um, which again brings its own <laughs> stuff when you put boys and girls together um, that aren't really siblings but you pretend that they are. Um, so there were lots of things as part of that ministry that were difficult, but I think the joys of, you know, and the relationships that I built with them um, far outweighed the challenges. Mm. When did you, why did you come back? Was it just time? Well, no. You, when you go away, depending on what, what country you go to, because some can be two years, some can be three. Um, we were in the Philippines, which is a three-year term. So I'd done three years and then met Rod. So I extended because I thought, oh, he's sort of nice. I might oh, hang around. <laughs> I might stick around for yeah. him. <laughs> and uh, so stayed, we stayed for the three. And then when we got married, if you marry a non-Australian, you then have to choose, will he become an Australian officer or do I become a Philippine officer? And in becoming a Philippine officer means living exactly as the Philippine officers would um, and which would then really not allow me to see my family. There's no way we could afford to come back home again. And, yeah, there were lots of things to put into consideration. And so in the end we thought would be Australian officers, both of us, um, and we thought we needed to then come home um, found out later that we could have extended <laughs> for another three years. Interesting. Okay. But anyway, yeah. um, God was in that. 
and we were able to come back and uh, the girls have spent time with family. We've we've had a lot of loss in that time since being back in Australia and so being away would have been so impossible to deal with. So so in the end it's worked out. It's worked out. It's worked out nicely. Worked out well. uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's let's go to you, Rod. Yep. Um, Aussie Rod, we'll call you from now on. Um, <laughs> you you so you've come to Australia as a, a Philip is it a Filipino officer or is it a Philip yeah Filipino officer? Um, what did you observe when you came here? What were the changes? Well, firstly, it's it's a, it's really a, a it's a bit, it's a leap of faith that uh, coming here in Australia, coming knowing that a Philippines is. Uh, developing countries and going to uh, developed countries and and it's really hard lifestyle is really diffi- different and also um, the challenges of ministry and how you do ministry in Australia compared to the Philippines is also is also different it's like I always call it like I always uh, like push myself ahead uh, I'm here and then I push myself ahead because of I need to to catch up with what Australia Salvation Army is doing. So it's it's a great challenge, and and, and there's heaps of different ministries that I need to 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 learn and to do. And basically, as as we spoke about this, and I just thinking that um, I just learn as I go on. It's like I I need to I I to come to the point that I need to push myself just to catch up and just to. Yeah, just to just to know the, the ministry how we did do you ministry. leave family? Have you your parents? Yep, yeah, um, I live. I left my mom and dad at the time, and also brothers uh, at the time. So, yeah, it's 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 hard to leave family, but also um, I'm I'm going there. I'm going and coming here to be with my family, and so <laughs> and so yeah, it become my family, <laughs> and and I said that although I love Philippines, but uh, it's always nice to come back here in Australia and come Australia has become. So like you, a home you're for involved me. in Ballarat. You you were the core officers at Delacombe for four years, but you were involved in the Filipino community up here, weren't you? Yeah, I do, uh, and until the moment, uh, and it's very it's it's a great opportunity and privilege to be to be part of that community as well, and to know uh, the the rest of the Filipinos. And you will be surprised if that we have heaps of families, uh, Filipino families here in in Ballarat. And so, yeah, I was involved and become officer in the Filipino Australian associations here in Ballarat, and heavily involved with them as well. And so, mm. yeah, okay. If you, what did you, what about when you went to the Philippines? What did you notice? I mean, being in the children's home, but did you notice? I mean, very different Salvation Army in so many different ways, but probably the same but different. Yeah, there's lots of programs that we run in Australia that they don't have there. Um, very um, core based in the Philippines, but they also run schools, um, and there are some um, feeding programs and lots of different things. Um, but it is like you're stepping back a little bit in time in how things happen. Um, Primitive. um, Well, it's not primitive. (laughs) It's not primitive. But it's probably a little bit more 80s, 90s in how things sort of do um, um, happen in like services and things like that. Um, But, yeah, you you But does it matter? No. Did it bother you? Um, I mean, it's obviously working. If I sing Give Thanks one more time, uh, you know, that was (laughs) (laughs) the constant. But, um, no, you you get used to it. Okay, yeah. And... 
Yeah, it's just when you're with the people and and life is a lot more simple, um, like a simplistic lifestyle, I mean. Um, and like when I went to church there for, for six years at the core that was near the children's home, like you would sit in a place that had like posts and a roof. We didn't have walls and, you know, the dogs would walk through and um, the, the mm. trees are waving right in front of you and if there's a typhoon and the rain is coming in, you just move forward more. Don't <laughs> um, <laughs> slip on the tiles. Uh, yeah, and it's so hot So and but and you have an overhead projector and, but the joy around you. Yeah. Um, well, that, and, that's the thing though, isn't it? And so many kids coming in and um, it's it's different but it's it's just a privilege. Yeah. I think in some ways, and I don't mean this as a criticism, but I think we're a bit posh in lots of ways and I think it's not that <clears throat> sort of advocate that we would sort of go back to that, but I think there's a something unique about having people worshipping together in a very simple kind of way. I think we've we've probably lost some of... Yeah, it's not about the you know, the flashing lights and the best things, but it's about giving your best and, and um, just and really just worshipping God. You don't need and, to. And also I think with people coming from that, that country is that they have this total reliance on God and because of they don't have anything, we Nothing don't else. have anything, but we just come to church, we just pray and, 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 and we know that God will bless us and God will will do something for us <laughs> and, and, and if we are going if we're going to follow him if we're going to worship him and so yeah I think that's that's one thing that's I like most and also that the total reliance on God yeah, yeah that's very good that's very powerful that's true I like it there you go there's three ways of saying the same thing so you've been here for back for six years. You but you're in you did a stint at Preston, Delacombe, doing some bits and pieces before heading back. So why? Oh God, seriously, <laughs> he just keeps saying these things that we need to do. Back and uh, forth. Back. <laughs> well, I mean, we came back to Australia because we thought that that's what we had to do in regards to, you know, the Salvation Army. Um but um, I still have my call to serve overseas. I love the country and the people and the, the ministry opportunities that are there. I mean, Rod's Filipino, so um, yes, yeah. And so he wants to be there too. So it was never, you know, never a question. At some point it would happen. And we've always spoken with the girls that um, we would do this sometime. So it's always been part of our conversation. So when it happened, there was no surprise in that. So, oh, I'm terrible with names. Shayla? Yeah. She was born in the Philippines? Yes. So is that home for her? In like literally home for her or would she would she say Australia? She'd probably say Australia now, but if you asked her what you know, where are you born and, and she she I'm born in the Philippines and she was um, you know, I lived in the children's home and but both the, of them are dual citizen now, so they're both Filipinos and Yeah, Filipino. so they are dual. So she knows what she's going back to, sort of? Yeah. I mean we've been mm. back a few times and um especially when we went back last March. Um, being the age that they are, seven and five, that they remember that experience because um, Samaya was young before. Um, so they they have that idea of the heat and the, the differences, um, but they see the joy, the smells. <laughs> it's different. The food? Um, well, see, Rod is our cook. He's an amazing chef in our house. Oh, so right. we have I Philippine food Filipino all the time. Food, yeah. <laughs> rice? Is it, is it yeah. rice-based? Rice, rice all the time. Rice um, with rice. Yeah. 
So, um, but for them, going back as well, they see the Joyville kids as being their friends already. So it's nice to know that although they're unsure about some things and they've talked about that, that they are looking forward to seeing friends they already have, they're going to see their cousins and um, that helps with the adjustment for them knowing people already. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Rod, when you, um, what, what do you think it would be like for you to go home? You, like you're, obviously your family's there. No, it's, but it's, you, have you, you sort of make a big adjustment over here to make another big adjustment? Yeah, uh, I'm just thinking about as I, I thought about it, it's quite bizarre as, as a Filipino slash Australian and going back to the Philippines as, as we call missionary in my own country. It's, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. it's quite different. Yeah. And, and yeah, as I, I look forward to do some ministries in there also, which uh, I think my heart belongs to, to the Philippines as well. And I, I, I always... Uh, what they call think that one day that we will be able to go back there and serve there and do something that uh, that will help develop the ministry in the Philippines. And uh, one thing that I think I could be able to offer <laughs> to the Philippine Salvation Army is that um, I understand the culture, I know the culture pretty well, and I have an exposure of the Western. Uh, style of ministry and that will be able to blend them together, mix them together. At least it will be an approach, a Filipino approach with a touch of uh, Western style. So you, what, you, you can learn some things here and they, they, yeah, they take them over. Equally yeah. as you learn things in the Philippines and yes. bring yeah, that in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, so the whole conversation around... Um, serving overseas is to sort of help people who may be exploring that as well, like people in ministry or people who are considering officership and some people sort of feel very called to certain areas of ministry or maybe certain places. What would you say to those people who are exploring ministry in other countries? Well, it's true you said earlier that sometimes people think that they want to go and um, that sometimes happens at self-denial time when they see the clips and everyone feels like they want to go and experience it. But to serve overseas, it's really, well, I think, it's just as a personal thought, that you need to have the call from God to do it because um, it isn't just a six-week thing. Um, and so it's got to be really something where you truly believe that that's where he's calling you to be because um, it isn't easy. It can be challenging and you're not taking your Australian ways over there to change them. Um, we were talking last night and Rod and I and saying that, like for me, you know, I might have gone and done some, you know, some nice things, but in the end I feel it changed me more than ever I could offer back to them. So it's not about um, us going there to change them, but going to live in their culture, um, to be accepting of the way that, that it is and it will be different. Um, how do you learn culture? How do you learn culture? Is it just by immersion? Yeah, just living in it and being open and um, knowing that things will probably not happen the way you want them to, but that's okay. Um, being willing to do things differently, try new things and sitting back and being quiet if that's, you know... What's and and necessary? I think being respectful to the culture of that you are going to also, that's one thing that you could be able to learn the culture of the people is that being respectful to their culture as well. Does it make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. What's the weirdest thing about Australia? The language. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I'm yeah. I still I still don't get the Australian slang, and sometimes I take it very uh, literal. Literally. Literal. <laughs> so okay. yeah, but I used to be funny, but I'm not funny because he doesn't yeah. get my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that might be something else. Yeah. 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 I'm, oh, not, so I'm really not. Funny. Your humor is lost on him. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, but also for Rod, English is his third language. So he knows five languages, and so it's English is in his first. Well, yeah. Hang on. Well, why do you know five languages? No, it's all the four of them are like a Filipino dialects, and 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 in the Philippines, um, if you'll be appointed to different core, you need to learn the different languages or the dialects as well. So it's not just like here in Australia, as what we said that if you're going to be appointed to Karatha or in Western yeah, yeah. As Australia, you still speak English, or you're going down to to Tasmania speak English, but in the Philippines, if you're appointed to the north, it's different dialect. If you're appointed to the middle, central in the Philippines, different dialect. If you're appointed to another island, it's another dialect as well. And so um, you need to learn the language or the dialect of the people in order for you to communicate. So yeah, I... Yeah, in, in those previous appointments of mine, I uh, was able to learn the, the dialects of the people as well. So. Right. so going, so you're heading back in a few months? Yes. Are you on the same dialect or are you Thankfully, taking yes. it up a notch? <laughs> <laughs> the, the challenge for us is um, like there are lots of areas of ministry we'd like to be involved in, um, in different places, but we have to be where there is a school for the children to go to. So that limits sort of what we can do. So, so what are your appointments when you return to the Philippines? Are they announced or...? Yes. So I am the Territorial Literary Secretary and the Territorial Generous Life Giving Coordinator. Excellent. (laughs) I'm still learning what it is. (laughs) (laughs) So what was the first one? The literary... Oh, right, books and war crimes. Well, I'm doing the war crimes. Okay. It sounds better the way you said it. And what was the other thing? Basically, plan giving. Plan giving. All right. And what's your role going to be? I will be the territorial core program secretary. <laughs> Is that what you were doing? Oh, no, you were doing that in the division. Yeah, I was before. doing that one in the division. So okay. But in the division, I was doing it plus the social, plus the school, and plus the youth and children. So, and with this one here, by this time, it's just focused on the core uh, program. So basically, it's like a mission resource secretary yeah. as well. So okay, yeah, great. Is there anything else that we need to cover? Is there anything that we you think would be helpful for us to to talk about? Is there anything we've missed off our list? I think you've done an amazing job, Matt. Thank you. I do too. But I just <laughs> wanted to know. From you. <laughs> well, what about um, how can we pray for you guys? So how can people pray? I, you know the, the transition stuff. But what is there anything else that People could um, pray. Well, we're thinking about uh, the general adjustment, just not just for the girls. We'll just always think for the ju- adjustment of the girls in in the Philippines, but also for Debbie and for me as well. <laughs> because people will think that oh, I'm a Filipino, I should be all right. But yeah, sometimes th- things it's different and change as well. And so, well, the the adjustment of the whole family will be good. To be prayed for. Yeah, and and settling into the new appointments that may not necessarily be in the areas that we thought we would ever be in, Mm -hmm. um, but that God would use us in that 
Um, and, and what I learned was I never thought I'd go to the Philippines the first time. And in, in that I learned to trust in him and uh, he's got it all under control. So, you know, when I found out for me personally the role and my initial response probably wasn't joy and laughter, um, <laughs> since that time it's again been reminded that, um, hang on, he knows what he's doing and so we need to trust in him. So I guess asking people to just pray as we um, go to our new roles and that we would find our, our way mm. with that. Okay. Well, that's an encouragement for all of us. If you want to continue to pray for Majors Rod and Debbie uh, in their transition, um, that would be good. Yeah, you can leave comments on the Facebook page. Uh, sorry? Nice ones. <laughs> nice ones. <laughs> you can leave nice comments on the Facebook page. If they're not nice, you can send them as a private message um, to the Salvation Army Candidates Australia Facebook page. Um, and if you've got any questions, you can send them to me and I can send them on if, you've, uh, if there's something that you'd like followed up. Now, before we close, we are going to pray. Um, so for both of you and, and for your girls as well. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that um, you call people from um, all over the world uh, to serve in different parts of the world. And we thank you today for, for Debbie um, sensing a call uh, a long time ago uh, to serve overseas and you know to find herself in the Philippines um, amongst children and serving, providing a loving, safe place. Um. We we just thank you for not not for obedience, but to but for her her ability to listen to your voice and and to follow uh, where your spirit leads. We thank you for Rod too, and for for his impact not only in the Philippines but also here in Australia, uh, the Delacombe Corps and um, the six years that it's been and the the experiences, the 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 weirdness of Australia and the quirkiness and learning new culture, um, new language. Um, learning how people and core in Australia work and operate. Um, but, Lord, we thank you for what um, he has brought and what Debbie has brought uh, to this territory, um, leading people in faith and growing people to know you better. I pray for the girls in the transition, a difficult time to, to leave school and pack up house and go to another country, one that they're familiar with, um, but one that they'll recognise that maybe they'll be there for a bit longer uh, than a holiday, and, and for the new roles too, for Rod and Debbie in um, the War Cry or the Literary Secretary and um, and the Mission Program sort of department, Lord, that they would have an impact, a kingdom impact uh, in your kingdom uh, in the amongst the people and the core and the, and the, the, the places in which people gather uh, in the Philippines. So, Lord, bless them, bless their family, uh, and may we see your work uh, extended through their obedience. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for more about Officership. You can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore Officership further, please speak to your local Corps Officer or Candidate Secretary. The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you?